Hey guys, thanks for listening to The Go Home Show. If you haven't already, go to iTunes and subscribe to the show. Leave a rating and some feedback so we can continue to grow. Don't want to download the file? Go to youtube.com slash ericbedore and listen to the newest episode every week. We want to thank our partner, Loot Crate. Go to lootcrate.com slash mega64 to have cool stuff delivered to your door monthly. Stuff from Marvel, DC, Capcom, and Nintendo. Just use the promo code mega64 at checkout and go to lootcrate.com slash mega64. Go home. Go home. Go home. All right, guys, and welcome to the 10th episode of the Go Home Show. I am Eric Bedour. I'm here with my best friend, best Brian Abushakra. Brian, how you doing today? I'm doing real good. Yeah. As always. Yeah, we are... Um, best friends. We are best friends, and at the time of this recording, we're actually live streaming this for some people on the uh, Mega64 Twitch, twitch.tv slash Mega64 podcast. We're going to be doing that maybe Tuesday nights, so if you guys want to come in and, and uh, check that out. All you're pretty much doing is listening to the show before the show goes up. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> again, nothing real stellar, but uh, just a little more outreach to talk to you guys and everything like that. Uh, again, we want to thank Mega64 for hosting the file. Thank uh, you. We are under the Mega64 umbrella. Uh, we want to thank Loot Crate. Again, these, these are, we've already had these plugs at the beginning of the show, but let's say thank you again. Yeah. Uh, LootCrate.com slash Mega64. Uh, we have some new stuff up at shop.mega64.com. We do. And uh, you guys can check all that out, but uh, let's dive right into wrestling. Yes. Brian, how did you think this week of wrestling? Again, we're a couple weeks removed from WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, now is the time where we're kind of getting into the meat and potatoes of... Getting back into the new year, mm-hmm. getting started on what the rest of the wrestling year will kind of entail, yep. and and what's going to be happening. How do you think it's been going over the last week? Uh, overall, I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. I think they're still doing a good job of building the story, mm-hmm. of uh, building up new characters and new plot lines and storylines. I think the wrestling has also been really good mm-hmm. and outstanding. There are a few things, and we'll get to it later on in the podcast, that like, especially after last night, after mm-hmm. Monday Night Raw... I don't get, but <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's a plan I don't see. Okay. But I like it. I'm really happy that they're actually putting some substance into these episodes. There's been a lot of substance, I think, with a lot of the wrestling, more so than there has been probably over, like, the last year or two years. It's, um, yeah, especially in, like, a Divas Division type thing where the matches have gone a little bit longer. Yeah. There, there are a couple spots on, like, the outside and mm-hmm. some different finishes and... It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, a clear heel and a clear face, which we haven't had since I think AJ had the <laughs> had the title. But let's let's dive in. Let's go into um, NXT. Did you watch NXT, Brian? I did. Awesome. Uh, NXT opened with Big Cass going up against Aiden English. Aiden English. Aiden English. I think. Who knows? Uh, Aiden English knows. Uh, mm-hmm. The match was okay. I like Big Cass. Uh, I like Aiden English. I think both guys are all right. Yep. I really don't. Man, I, I feel so bad because I, I like both of these guys, but do you see either one on the main roster? No. It, like, they just don't have... I feel so bad because it's like, oh, yeah, I'm cutting it. Oh, yeah, you guys aren't going to make it. Because I, I want them to because yeah. I really like them, but they just don't... There's something about those characters or whatever. They're, they're both, like, kind of gimmicky. Yeah. And so I don't know if they kind of fit, but then maybe we're pushing more towards, like, a gimmicky kind of stage in wrestling. Are we? I don't know. I guess. I mean, with the Wyatts and everything. With the Wyatts and Rusev, I yeah. guess, like... And the sh- well, I don't know. Is the shield like a gimmick? Would yeah, you- yeah. They're like they're they're badass dogmen or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> they're hounds of justice. Badass uh, dogmen. I, I mean, Big Cass has the has that kind of New York. How you doing? Forget about it. Yeah. Gimmick. And then Aiden English. Aiden English. I keep calling him Aiden. Aiden English 
has the whole singing thing, which I enjoy. Mm. I always like it. When he comes out and he has the spotlight and mm-hmm. his whole Titan Tron thing is all big and it's yeah. the, the opera stage. I think it's really cool. I love that the spotlight is part of the Titan Tron. Yeah. That's that's pretty cool. I like I like Big Cass physically. Yeah. He's got the look for a wrestler. I think I think we also like look at NXT as like this is like one step away. But there's still a lot of it that's very much like indie wrestling. You're you're really right. Uh, since they started NXT, I've wanted it to be like, all right, now, okay, who's my favorite? All right, call him up, call him up. Yeah. Hey, these guys like need time to breathe and get comfortable on TV. Yeah. That being said, I think Big Cass looks comfortable on TV. Yeah. I think it, Aiden English looks pretty comfortable on TV too. Mm-hmm. He his build is so thin. Yeah. Aiden English is like not a real big guy, and he's real. Uh, like scrawny's not the right word, and I feel like that's a that's a bad word for it. He's just a real thin dude. Yeah. Um, big Cass is fucking shredded. He's, he's a big guy. Uh, the crowd is super into him. Soft, all that stuff with uh, right. Enzo, who's been out with injury. Just a real bummer. Uh, like I think we've seen Enzo one time in like a backstage promo the whole time NXT's been going, and that's a real heartbreaker because I think Enzo's a real standout guy for NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, putting him with Cass is a lot of fun too because it's Cass is just so big and like lovable, and Enzo's just like this little Weasley dude. It's like, oh, it's great. It's yeah. really cool. Uh, but this match goes back and forth. I thought it was okay. It, uh, I don't think there was anything spectacular, but it was a decent match that kind of showcased both guys. Aiden English won with a roll-up where he grabbed the tights, uh, got him over as like a heel, and then uh, people, I, th- I don't know how they do it, but they throw roses on the stage. Oh, really? Yeah. Aiden English <laughs> goes to the top, and he's cutting a little thing. He's like, oh, I'm the best in WWE, and people throw roses. I thought that was uh, I thought that was fun. Anything stand out for you in that match? Commentating. Yeah, I really like the commentating on NXT. I remember we talked about it a few weeks ago and said like, oh, maybe, you know, commentating is so defined. It's become more defined and uh-huh. it's become a lot uh, more driven. So you have like, OK, this is the heel guy. This is the face guy. And you have the neutral guy, depending on who's on the show that day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been really liking the commentating at, at NXT. Did Was it Byron Saxon, Tom Phillips, Renee Young and William Regal? I think Regal was on there. Okay. Yeah, because they opened the show with our favorite joke of. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 Renee Young saying hi to William Regal. And Byron Saxon. Hello. Can't get hello. mad twice. Hello. And Byron. Oh, uh, it's, uh, it's great. I like that. Um, <laughs> after the big cast in English match, uh, Tyler Breeze said uh, the woman backstage said Tyler Breeze had something to say to the NXT universe, and then he did not. He just wanted uh, he just wanted someone gorgeous on the show. Yeah, they and need then, something pretty. And, and then he disappeared. I loved his phone case. It's all covered in fur. He it's a different phone case that matches his outfit every week. I love it. It's it's that little detail that really makes that character great. And I feel like that's what you really need in a gimmick is it's the details, the nuances, and then you have to like really live that gimmick for and it to really does. to really get over. Yeah, and I feel like Tyler Breeze does a really good job of that. Yeah. Uh, cuz he's always enjoyable. Mm-hmm. He's always a good time. Uh right after that, uh Paige cut a promo talking about how the BFFs were talking trash and how now all the divas are coming after her in NXT and in WWE because she is a champion for both. Uh, and then we talked about, I think we talked about this just the other day. You're saying, oh, I wish she brought like the NXT title up yeah. to WWE. It's like, no, it has to be the other way where the divas championship goes down to NXT because yeah. it means something down there, but the NXT title in WWE doesn't mean anything because WWE is like its own contained thing that stuff doesn't penetrate but it can permeate outwards into yeah. other things. That it's, makes it's, sense. It's a contained universe in the sense that other stuff doesn't come into it unless yeah. they allow it. Yeah. Uh, but things can go outside of it into the lower kind of tier of universe. 
uh, which is kind of re- like really weird, but at the same time, it makes sense. Yeah, it it's cool, and I think it's I think it's cool to see Paige with both of the titles, and she goes down there, and it really means something uh, to everyone out uh, down there. Yeah. After the Paige promo, had uh, Camacho and Oliver Gray, who they talked about last week. Oliver Gray made his little comeback promo, and then Camacho came out, and he said, "Adam Rose, I hate you. I'm Camacho. I survive every day." And then Oliver Gray said. Uh, Camacho, we're going to fight. And then now they're going to fight. And then they fought. I really thought it was going to be Oliver Gray coming back in a yeah. squash match. I cannot say how happy I am with how the match went. Mm-hmm. Camacho got a win on NXT. I'm really pulling After for that like guy. seven weeks right? of losses. He just, he just jobs, 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 oh, jobs, man. jobs. And then all of a sudden, he got a win. And it was like a good-looking win. Man, how fun is he in the ring? I think – I hate his gear. Me too. But I think that all of his moves look good. I'm not a big fan of the running Samoan drop uh, as a finish. I think it's a cool setup move. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a decent match, yeah. especially for a little, like, a little throwaway match that I thought Oliver Gray was just going to pick up the win. Oliver Gray lost, and then no more Oliver Gray. Nobody talked about him the rest of the night. But uh, Camacho got a big win there. I thought that, that was, was awesome. really cool. Again, I hate his gear. Uh, he that is a leftover from when he was teamed with Hunico, who is now Sinkara. Because they would come out and they were like super cholo and everything, and they would ride like a like a little bike out together, and they had like cool entrance music. I don't know, uh, but hey, good for Camacho. He got a win. We did it, guys. Uh, after the Camacho and Oliver Gray match, it was Bo Dallas promo talking about how the Bo movement lives. Because listen, Brian, I don't think you understand this. Bo Dallas's Bo Leavers, they are law-abiding citizens. They will not go against uh, God and country. Uh-huh to even to support their number one favorite Bo Dallas. So that is why the Bo movement was underwhelming. <laughs> I thought oh, I love Bo Dallas. It, he comes back with such a good promo after being shut down for like the Bo movement. Oh my god. I thought that was a great little promo for him to just give like a thumbs up and go believe. <laughs> great. <laughs> I Perfect. love I love Bo Dallas. The more I see of him, the more I'm ready for him on Raw or whatever. We I mean when we first Saw him down there, you know, NXT champion. We're like, oh, man, I don't know if he's ready for a push. Yeah. These promos on NXT and the ones that he's been showing on SmackDown and Raw. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. I really like the vignettes, and I really like uh, I really like everything Bo Dallas has been doing in the ring. Mm-hmm. I like the way he turns booze and boring chants into, yeah, this is Bo's ring, and everyone's chanting Bo. It's great. It, it's, it's, <laughs> Kurt, it's Kurt Angle, like 2000, 2001, mm-hmm. where he doesn't understand why people hate him. So he like he so no one hates so him. So he embraces it. Exactly. I love it. Uh we had the Ascension against Wesley Blake and Cal Bishop. This is not the first time we've seen Wesley Blake. Mm-hmm. He is a cowboy. Yeah. He's cowboy strong uh-huh. and cowboy tough. Right. And then he got beat to shit mm-hmm. by the Ascension. Ah. If you were fourteen, would you love the Ascension? Probably. Yeah. But unfortunately you were twenty seven. Yep. And not a huge mm, fan. No. They're just kind of like They're just there. Yeah. And you know what? The tag rank is so thin in NXT. I mean, what do you do? Uh you don't bring them up, I guess. No. I mean, just get more people in a tag division. It's it sucks because I think we talked about this on the last episode, but it it's such a weird like program. Like there you have a lot of people, but they're all fighting for the same like TV time. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can't really develop people like you do maybe on Raw where you have, like, a full roster to kind of put them against. Like, yeah. who does the Ascension go up against? Oh, I guess this week we'll put these two guys together. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, Cal Bishop and Wesley Blake. Oh, yeah. the tag team of Cal Bishop and Wesley yeah. Blake. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah they And uh, there hasn't been another tag team. 
apparently until now. There is a there is another tag team they've established on NXT later this night, and I actually really liked them, but we'll, we'll get to them in a second. Mm. And Ascension is just kind of there. The crowd likes them, but I feel like they only like chanting yah, 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 yah. I don't know what they chant. I don't know what they yell. Yah? Yeah? I don't know. Yeah? I would love to see the BFFs against Ascension for the tag team. <laughs> Why not? There's no other tag team. Yeah, Fuck it. I know. Uh, so the Ascension won with the Fall of Man. I know. It was a real nail-biter, guys. But the Ascension <laughs> pulled it out. Uh, real close. Real, real close calls. Uh, the Ascension beat the shit out of Wesley Blake and Kel Bishop. Sorry, guys. Uh, after that, there was a BFFs promo where they said they're going to be tagging mm-hmm. Sasha Banks and uh, Charlotte Flair are going to be tagging against Emma and a mystery partner. And then the whole time, they really teased, like, tension between the BFFs. Yeah. It was kind of like, oh, are we splitting these girls up? What's going on? Yeah, it was weird. It was very... It's awkward. Like, yeah, Charlotte was, like, talking over Sasha Banks, and Sasha, like, couldn't get a word in, and then and then Charlotte would, like, put her down more, and it was like, well, I don't... No, just keep being heels. Oh, I don't know. Okay, I guess I'll root for one of you. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, but now Emma will be in a tag match, I, I I guess, this coming week. Oh, yeah. Against the BFFs. Uh, That'll be fun. I like the BFFs because they have a shirt that says you can't sit with us. I, I still think that's great. That's a great shirt. I love their gimmick. I think they have a great gimmick. That, that'd that be something that they that you could bring. I'm surprised they haven't brought up Charlotte. It, you know what? I think, I think their Divas roster is pretty good right now. And give it some room to breathe. Yeah. These girls, again, it's what you said. Give them more time. They don't have to. Just because they've had two good weeks of TV doesn't mean they need to be up on the main roster. Yeah. Give it some time to breathe and establish some stuff so people recognize them, and then they get up to the main roster, and they have a name behind them. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, we move into CJ Parker against the Great Khali. CJ Parker came out and cut a promo about, uh, I think, Carbon Footprints mm-hmm. and how the NXT universe shouldn't exist, yeah. and CJ Parker is the only true heel mm-hmm. in NXT. No, I feel like no one else is a heel. Mm-mm. People boo the shit out of CJ Parker. Like, they genuinely don't like him. Mm-hmm. And his gimmick is so over the top, he's the only guy that it works for. He's the only heel. No, there's, um... Oh, my God. How did I forget his name? Uh, Corey Graves. I Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he doesn't really get any cheers, does he? Stay down. Yeah, he stays down. Well, no, you stay down. Oh, that's right. Uh, But CJ Parker, I, I consistently... He gets, like, deep, he, like deep boobs. He's, he is an underrated guy on NXT. He comes out and does his own thing, and people fucking hate it. Yep. They hate his dancing. Fuck they hate dance. his promos. Fuck his they hate his recycling shit. Oh, they, oh they hate him. They but hate good him. for him. Exactly. That, hey, guess what? That's what a heel does. A heel cheats, and a heel bashes the crowd. That, hey, great. Perfect, perfect. You're doing your job. So uh, the Great Khali comes down and then makes quick work of the heel, CJ Parker. Uh, the Great Khali slaps his chest a whole lot. CJ Parker got the shit slapped out of him. <laughs> he did. And then got a Punjabi plunge at the end. And uh, the Great Khali did a dance. And then he went away. Don't like the Great Khali. I think we are on the same page of not liking the Great Khali. Oh, well. Uh couldn't even fit him on main event nah, nah, nah i just i god yeah i think about how that guy actually had the world heavyweight championship and, and just who decided mcmahon it's tough man it's yeah. just it's funny because he's a big sideshow attraction but like try to have him wrestle ouch anyway uh we went backstage with Sami Zayn talking about how his brain's not fucked up and uh how he's ready to wrestle this coming week he's going to be in a tag match uh with the usos against the Ascension and Corey Graves. 
Ooh. That'll be an interesting match. That will be an interesting match. Uh, I'm curious to see how they all play off each other. I have a feeling that the Ascension will dominate, but then the Usos won't look very good if they do. I think we might just see some real good back-and-forth wrestling. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, it's going to be a cool six-man tag, yeah, I think. Hopefully. Uh, we move on to the next, the newest tag team in uh, NXT. It is Jason Jordan, Double J, and Ty Dillinger. Uh, against Baron Corbin and Sawyer Fulton. Uh, Jason Jordan and Ty Dillinger come down. They're kind of like like preppy college athlete types. Like the 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 lettering on their tights and everything is very like collegiate and very blocky. Mm -hmm. Those guys are in, in incredible shape. <laughs> they look really good in the ring. Uh, I thought even the guys they went up against, that Baron Corbin and Sawyer Fulton, I thought they looked good. There were a couple of big guys that looked yeah. pretty decent. They uh, not a lot of squash matches on this show, which is good. which is different. Yeah, it, and I like it a lot. You give them some time to breathe. Uh, again, maybe these weren't spectacular matches, mm -hmm. but I thought they were okay. Yeah. Uh, this tag match I thought was pretty good because it had some nice back and forth action. The end came where uh, Jason Jordan and Ty Dillinger hit. I don't know if you remember Eminem, which Mercury uh, Nitro oh, Molina. Yeah. That old finisher, the snapshot, where it's kind of like over the shoulder and then into DDT, the other guy, that was oh, their yeah. finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the snapshot. Oh, man. So that is, that is apparently their tag finish. I really like that tag finish because it's just an elevated DDT, which always looks good. Mm -hmm. DDTs always look good. Uh, however you can vary it and make DDTs look more impactful, they're always going to look, because it's always head first. It's always face first. Yeah. It's always going to get a ooh from the crowd. It's a devastating move. Yeah. So uh, hopefully we get, hopefully this is the push for some tag team wrestling. Uh, the tag team division's a little sparse right now, yeah. um, on NXT especially, but it, even in WWE, uh, the way they've been teasing some, uh, some so, turns and weird. split some teams up, uh, all of a sudden it was a very stacked kind of group to a very thin group, uh, Which so. weird. Yeah, we'll see how that kind of plays out soon, I think. I mean, really soon. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, then we move on to the main event, which honestly, like, when I was watching this, I kept it paused before the main event started. I, I. I really feel bad for saying this, but, like, I didn't care yeah. uh, about the main event. <laughs> I like Adrian Neville, and I like Brodus Clay. Yeah. I felt like I knew how this match was going to play mm -hmm. before it started, which isn't to say that it's a bad match or anything. It was just, I wasn't that pumped for it. Mm. Uh, the match itself was okay. It ended with a count out. Adrian Neville uh, gets back into the ring at nine, and then Brodus Clay doesn't make it back in. Brodus Clay went for, like, a dive. I thought a really cool spot where Brodus Clay climbs to the steps. Adrian Neville's down on the outside. And he's going to do that big splash from the top of the steps to the Whoa. outside. If he would have hit that, that would have been fucking sick. <laughs> but uh, he missed. And then it's a count-out victory. So I assume they continue that program. Yeah. Of Brodus Clay and Adrian Neville. Do you have any notes from that or anything? No, I think I actually, that's when I fell asleep. <laughs> Aww, I was I was kind of losing it towards the uh, uh, Double J and Dillinger whatever yeah. match. And then I think I fell asleep during that match because it wasn't that great it was okay i uh, you kind of know how it's gonna play and you know where yeah. it's gonna go and, and but again that's not to say anything's wrong with it you just know that this is gonna be adrian neville's kind of first program as a, a champion champ, yeah. for for a while mm -hmm. i think because that nxt roster has been kind of i mean losing adam rose losing bo dallas losing page and, and i guess those people still show up down there yeah but no cesaro no zane no graves this week either it's a little thin yeah. so you have a couple of newer guys kind of coming up which i'm okay with yeah. Uh, NXT this week reminded me of old WCW Thunder, where it was a lot of undercard guys that maybe you don't see all the time, but you're like, hey, those are pretty good matches. Yeah. Maybe there was like one or two squashes with like a bigger name, like Kevin Nash would come in and like 
powerbomb somebody and then like walk away. It's like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. That's thunder. So that that's how the great Kali was this week. He just yeah. came in and slapped a guy, and then that was the end of it. But the rest of it was like some undercard guys who really got a chance to breathe through this show, yeah. uh, which I really like. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, I don't mind NXT being only an hour. I, I yeah. think that's a good length for that particular show. Yeah, I just feel like the booking could be a little bit more about the wrestling. Uh, but but again, you have to these you have to show a lot of personality. You exactly. have to show a lot of backstage interviews because yeah. people don't know who these people are. Uh, they're all young. They're all new. So you kind of have to establish this this whole different universe. You're really starting from square one where people aren't really watching it, and it's own like little bubble. Yeah, it's really self contained. Really, really small. Yeah. Uh, so that was NXT. What do you think of NXT? Decent, right? It's pretty good. Yeah. Cool. I mean, it's been consistently just like a good program to watch. I've like, always, en- I've enjoyed wrestling. it. I, I enjoy it week to week. Yeah. I, I really look forward to watching NXT, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I'm excited to see kind of who's next and what's coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll go right into SmackDown. Uh, the beginning of SmackDown, Triple H announced that the Shield will take on Evolution at, uh, Extreme Rules. In a six-man tag match, yeah. Uh, Triple H has three theme songs that he comes down to. Three. Uh, when he wrestles, I think it's the game. When yeah. he's with Evolution, it's Evolution. But then when he comes out to cut a promo, it's King of Kings. And I like that. All of his songs are by Motorhead. Yep. Cool. Hey, man. I like Motorhead, too. Fuck. <laughs> he's like, yo, Lemmy. I want to come down to Orgasmatron. Why yeah. not? Fuck uh, it. I love Orgasmatron. Oh, f- I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'll come down to the claw. That's my other song. I'll give what fuck it. I love Iron Fist. That's so, what I can <laughs> uh, so Triple H comes down. He just he cuts a he cuts a pretty nice promo. Yeah, a little look back on Monday. I thought it was a nice way to open the show. This is what you were talking about. They're continuing storylines on SmackDown now. I feel like people. I think I feel like people are supposed to be paying attention to SmackDown a little bit more than they were maybe six months ago. Even three months ago. Yeah, it's so that's interesting. Yeah, that's kind of a cool take. I, I like that because they announced like one of the. High card or you know upper card oh, that's, matches. That's gonna be. That's not gonna be the main event, but it will be really close to it. Yeah. It'll be like a semi main. Very cool. And yeah. they announced it on SmackDown. But then of course Raw shows all the replays of SmackDown because it's three fucking hours. But still, I mean, the fact that it was first announced. Exactly. That is what's cool to me because that that means they want you to start looking there because yep. you're gonna see some exclusive stuff or you're gonna see first announced stuff. Yep. Uh, after that we get into Alberto Del Rio against Biggie Langston, again. Okay. Honestly, it was a good match. It was decent and then the end I really really liked because it it did something that we had talked about where like you got to establish these rules. You got to make these rules mean something. You got to have these different finishes. Alberto Del Rio got disqualified after not breaking a hold mm-hmm. on 5. You only have till 5. If the guy gets to the this is for people who don't watch wrestling or don't really understand. If you have a submission hold locked in, yep. the guy crawls over to the ropes. He has the ropes now. That that means you have to break the hold. In you five. have you have until five. If the ref gets to five, you're disqualified. So everyone, let's go at four. Alberto Del Rio did not let go until after five. Disqualified. Yep. I love the ref in that match. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool to see a ref do something like that. Very cool, different kind of finish mm-hmm. where it made Alberto Del Rio look a little more cutthroat. Why don't they do stuff like that? Oh. A heel didn't let go of the submission move. A heel. It's perfect. It's That's awesome. what you're supposed to do. Exactly. Um, and then Biggie Langston beat the shit out of him. Which gave, was cool. Gave him the big ending. The more I see the big ending, the more I like it. I didn't I wasn't a big really? fan of it. Yeah. The more I see it, the better I think it looks. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it that much at first because it just kind of looks like silly, like a big like half body cutter. Mm-hmm. But now it looks like when he's falling, he's has like his arms open and then like he pulls the guy yeah. down at like the last second. Yeah. And it has more of an impact. It looks really cool. So it's cool. I like that part of that move. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that match was okay. Mm-hmm. It's just more of Biggie Langston and Alberto Del Rio, which we've seen a lot of. Uh, we got 
Paul Heyman cutting the promo of the fucking year. He has been amazing since WrestleMania. Say, okay, say what you will about Paul Heyman, like, or I'm sorry, say what you will about the streak ending. I don't give a fuck. Paul Heyman beat the streak. Yeah. It, he is, is he, would you say that he's the best manager of all time? Of, of all time. I really, I really had to think about this the other night. I'm like, Bobby the Brain Heenan was so good and he's around for so long mm-hmm. and he was so interesting and he had all, he he wasn't afraid to be the butt of the joke. He, he had uh, goofy characters, but he had serious characters. You hated him, but you loved him. Like he was such a good manager. Paul Heyman encompasses all of that. And then in seven words can cut a promo that the crowd was ready to fucking eviscerate him I've for. I've never heard heat that. that it was, like, it was great. Like, on that, he just sat there and he like would lean out of the ring. Mm-hmm. And he was just getting into, it and the crowd couldn't hate him more. It was great. It was it was really really fun to see a guy who can command an audience that well. Jesus, it because if you know that he's playing a character, I'm putting that in quotes. Uh, if you know that he's doing that, and then you there's still a part of you that just goes, oh fuck you. He's playing that character so goddamn well because you know it. But he's still getting you. Yep. It's great. I love it's it. great. That's all I'm looking for in wrestling is believability. He is living that character breath for breath. So it's good. so exciting. Uh, so that was a great promo. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent, excellent promo. And then he goes to the back. Goodbye, Paul Heyman. <laughs> uh, after that, we had Paige against Oksana in a one-on-one match. Uh, I don't think it was for the championship. I think these one-on-one matches have just been one-on-one matches. Yeah. Because uh, I think her first ti- Paige's first title defense is at Extreme Rules against Tamina Snuka. Yes. Who I would like to see interfere in some of these matches or kind of show face at all. Yeah. Which she hasn't been. Uh, decent little match. Like, not bad. The crowd wasn't super, super into it. You could tell that they, like, SmackDown audio editing. Yeah. Put some chants in. Put some cheers in. That's okay. Whatever. Um, but Paige does a good job of actually getting the crowd into it. Oh, yeah. It. Yeah. So I, I-, I like Paige... Just for that, hey, even I, if she didn't wrestle well. I like, but she does. I like Oksana as a heel. Oksana is one of the most improved women, I think, on that in that division. Yeah, she's fun to watch. She's just she's a heel. The way she's crawling around the ring mm-hmm. and telling the crowd to like shut up, it's great. And then hey, that clothesline to the outside, Paige takes a clothesline to the outside by Oksana, and it looked really good. Yeah, I mean, how is it that we're having more defined heels? in the women's division than we are in, in anywhere else in the show. That's true. It That's kind of funny. She's yelling to the crowd to shut up and screaming at the ref for not counting fast enough. Yeah. And like, that's what heels do. Why aren't they, why aren't the guys doing that? So Oksana is a very good heel. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I watch her and I, instead of going like as Oksana match, I'm like, oh, Oksana's on. Cool. Yeah. I like that. Uh, which is nice because we got to see her get on Raw. <laughs> Um, but again, a, a cool little match in uh, page one with the morti- with the modified Scorpion Crosslock. Brian, I have a question for you. What the fuck is modified about the Scorpion Crosslock? Can somebody tell me what's modified about that crosslock? I, I, w- I would love to know because the Scorpion Crosslock is what she's doing, but Michael Cole keeps calling it a modified Scorpion Crosslock. I don't even is, know. Is what, she's do- is what she doing not the Scorpion Crosslock? Is she doing it from a different side? Is she doing it like Southpaw? Is no, that why it's I, modified? I I cannot tell you, and it bothers me I Googled every time. It. Yeah. To make sure, I'm like, wait, are we not seeing something? Is oh, there like a, a leg that you're supposed to hook? No, nope, no, nope, nope. nope. it's it's all tied up. It's it's the it's Scorpion Crosslock, but they keep calling it modified. I have no idea what. Whatever. If somebody can tell us, please. Right? I would I would love to know. Go home show at mega64.com. Please email us and let us know how it's modified. I would really like to know. Uh, after the Page Oxana match, we needed. Uh, I mean, that match is nice. 
mm-hmm. and, and it gets the crowd going a little bit or whatever, but what you need now is something that's going to bring the fucking house down, and what we got was Match of the Year content. I agree. Uh, the video package that played before Hornswoggle versus El Torito <laughs> was like WrestleMania caliber. They played it so straight of, of these two Goliaths clashing in the squared circle. <laughs> it was so well done and such a fun like little comedy thing. Hey, if you didn't like it, whatever. I don't care because I fucking it was, loved it. What a fun comedy match. So good. Hey, would you rather watch that or Santino versus Fondango again? I would I, much I, rather see that. And especially because El Torito can kind of move around in the ring and he yeah. gets going and it's it's fun to watch both of those guys. Kudos to Hornswoggle for turning his little bastard gimmick with Finley years and years and years and years ago yeah. into what he's still around. Yeah, we're He's Finley? still on the roster. Finley's Finley's a trainer for the Divas. Oh. It, yeah, he's he's a road agent. Good job. There Finley. you go. Uh Hornswoggle, still around. Uh shout out to Raymond. Uh Hornswoggle, better than Bret Hart. Uh, no. <laughs> Hornswoggle's still around, still on the roster, having matches on Raw and SmackDown. Oh, my God. Him coming out with 3MB and, like, I, dancing? I love 3MB. I love Hornswoggle. I love <sighs> El Torito. Those guys, they went hard. There were her Karanas. There was Bronco Busters. There were Moonsaults. That's some hot action. What made that match is JBL it so selling good. it like it's the match of the fucking century <laughs> these people they can't believe it's a stunned silence there was a point where i think hornswoggle kicks out of a pin attempt and mike it's just silent for a second michael go michael cole goes and this will continue <laughs> i had so much fun i had so much fun watching that match and i really love i mean jbl just was so into it and i don't know why he i wish he would do this more mm-hmm. why he was so invested in this match i i wish i knew the reason please be like that in every other match because it was so exciting mm-hmm. he was talking so much more on this smackdown i mean when they were actually talking right um and it made that show so much more fun it was it was a lot of fun i had a really good time with that match <laughs> uh don't worry guys if you didn't like it we still got santino versus fondango later that night so that's your other comedy match uh, after the barn burner that was Hornswoggle and El Torito, which had El Torito winning with a fucking awesome looking moonsault. Yeah, he did. Like, he bounced from the bottom rope to the top rope. Oh, you know what? Before we move on to the Rusev match, the best part of that match is when Hornswoggle went for the bonsai drop, went to the bottom rope, then went to the middle rope, and then Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre started going, no, 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 no. It's, it's too high. high. It's too high. You have to get down. So then he did a bonsai drop from the bottom <laughs> rope. <laughs> So, God, I love it. It was so funny. Oh, my God. Uh, so then we went to uh, Rusev versus R-Truth. Yeah. Uh, Rusev won with the accolade, and then he beat up uh, Xavier Woods. Yeah. They gave some. They gave that match a little bit of uh, uh, I guess. to breathe. Oh, I mean, we're seeing more wrestling and more back and forth, but then it ends up being a squash anyways. I, but I think that, and I think this is when they announced it. It's going to be R-Truth and Xavier Woods against Rusev at, extreme rules so i think this will probably go five to ten minutes it'll go a little bit longer it'll show a little bit more wrestling mm-hmm. um it won't just be straight up squash but man if you're xavier woods right now you got to be bummed right yeah i mean you, get called you, up you, next you got called up and you're like the first people are like wow this guy hey he's gonna be something you are stuck with our truth that's it you're just stuck with our truth <laughs> sorry S- sorry man uh you come out to somebody else's theme song and you're stuck with our truth i Hey man, yeah, I I like it you. Sucks. You gotta have a better gimmick, I guess. 
I honestly, oh, his uh, Tyson say over 9,000, I think, this time, so that's cool. Yep. Uh, after the accolade on R-Truth and the beatdown of Xavier Woods, uh, we had Santino versus Fandango! Yay! Uh, Number four? Yeah, what is, I wish they would start calling these matches like they were the Torito, like the Torito Hornswoggle matches. This is, yeah, I think the fourth or fifth match that we've had of them. Uh, Santino won with a roll-up after Layla, I think, stole the Cobra, and then Emma attacked Layla, and that distracted Fondango, which had, uh, which gave Santino time to roll him up and mm-hmm. win, and then he got the Cobra back, and then, uh, he, Emma went for a high five, and then the Cobra bit her arm, and then her arm was dead I the rest of the spot. night. I thought that was the funniest spot of the whole match. She, she just had to do She, she kept trying to do a dance with one arm, but then looked sad because she couldn't move her other one. <laughs> hey. That's that's something that's better than the rest of the match. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it. Yep. Uh, I like Santino and Fondango. Uh, give them more length or have them fight other people or something because uh, I'm I'm ready to move on. Yeah. Uh, moving on. The main event. The the Celtic warrior Sheamus takes on the animal Batista in what proved to be a, a battle of dominant wills by two mm-hmm. super heavyweights. Yeah. What did you think of this match, Brian? Uh, it was really fun to see Triple H wrestle Batista. <laughs> <laughs> we we always make fun of Sheamus because neither one of us really like him that much. Brian called him Triple H without any of the charisma. He does all the moves. He does all the knee lifts and everything. Uh, we couldn't... The, he does the 10, whatever, 10 beats to the brogue, what, what brogue beat. 10 go. bros to the beat, bro. Uh, 10, 10, 10, uh, let's just call it 10 hits to the chest. Ten. Brian wrote down 10 hits to the chest. Uh, they, they named 10 boys of the Bowery yeah, who and cares? 10 hits to the chest. 10 hits to the chest. Uh, the end came where Batista gave Sheamus a Batista bomb, which actually didn't look bad. I think that was the first time Sheamus lost on SmackDown in like years. <laughs> we were talking about that. He is so protected. It's stupid, but it's not because you have to have a guy who can easily permeate from that upper mid card to the top tier, turn Sheamus heel and put him against Daniel Bryan. That's a three month program. Done. There you go. It, and, and you know what? He's believable in that role because he's been just about there for yeah. a year and a half. And they've had a program together before, so they know each other. There you go. It, like, just being just having him win all the time like that means that he's he's so protected he's fine. Mm-hmm. In, it, it won't, he's, he's like Kofi Kingston, but the opposite. He's <laughs> like, like, Kofi Kingston is always around, and it doesn't matter if he loses because yeah. he loses all the goddamn time. Right. Uh, but Sheamus just wins all the goddamn time. Yeah. That's it. Uh, he's a shitty John Cena. Yeah, he he is. He is a shitty John Cena. He's like John Cena light. He's he's, he's like, like the Coors Light of John Cena. <laughs> he's Triple H without the charisma, and he's the Coors Light of John Cena. Ouch, <laughs> fella. He has a shirt that just says fella. <laughs> man, if you're Irish and you're like, yeah, man, Sheamus is doing it for us. Yeah. He just he has a move called the Irish Curse Backbreaker. Small dick backbreaker. Yeah, and like. Man, he just—he's orange-haired and yells "fella" and calls people hooligans, and you just got this fucking stereotype and he bullshit. He dye his hair orange. Oh, it's so fucking bright orange. Well, whatever. That was the end of SmackDown. Batista wins. He's—he yeah. is the animal, and he is Evolution, even though Evolution is a mystery. Uh, Raw. We're rolling into Raw. Yeah. Daniel Bryan, who's back from uh, having probably a lot of sex with his wife on their honeymoon. Uh, he's back on Raw, and he's opening up the show. The music hits. The crowd goes nuts. Good cold open mm-hmm. uh, for our turning champion after being gone for a week. Uh, Brie Bella is in the ring with him. It's nice. It's cute, and they're yeah. doing yes. Mm-hmm. Stephanie McMahon comes down, is very disingenuous because she is such a good heel. 
Um, Man. C- congratulations. Yeah. So good. Perfect. Perfect heel. That and then wears red. And then uh, she starts talking about Kane, and then Kane shows up. Uh, well, his music plays, and then he doesn't show up. And then he shows up out of the crowd, and tombstones Daniel Bryan three fucking three times. Three times. Uh, on, not in the ring. On the ground, on a table, on the steel steps. Stretchered away. Wow. Daniel Bryan's gone. I assume he will not be back next week. Um, he might cut a promo like via satellite or something. But it looks it's Kane and Daniel Bryan in Extreme Rules. That'll be his first title defense. I wouldn't mind this being kind of a little bit of a longer program, more than just a week Me or too. two weeks. Uh, give him two months. Yeah. Uh, let 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 Kane keep going. Kane's back and he's bloodthirsty. Let him kind of come back and be a bigger heel for a little bit. Yeah, I like it. I, I think we'll see a little bit of. Uh of a good thing for Daniel Bryan. I mean, Kane really helps people get over and what better person to get over your former tag team partner. There's bad blood there. Mm -hmm. It's and Kane is so big that it makes Daniel Bryan look like even more of an underdog, which is what you need for him. Yeah. He is. I don't know if people kind of figure this out, but he's like Rey Mysterio back when Rey Mysterio had the world heavyweight title. He has to be the constant underdog. He has to get beaten, beaten, beat, and then rah fighting spirit and come back. Um, really, which is, which is funny because that's what John Cena does and people hate him. Yep. So, well, it doesn't when you're that big and you just like, oh man, I got beat down, got I, beat down. Well, got I beat think down. I think the problem is that John Cena has been doing it for ten years. Yeah, that that's it. Yeah. Uh, so after uh, Daniel Bryan gets stretchered away and Brie Bella goes up with him and she's very scared looking uh, while being very pretty. Uh, Bad News Barrett comes down and he's gonna be wrestling Sheamus. This is the semifinals in the IC title number one contenders tournament. Uh, from the beginning, of this match, me and Brian watching it, going, well, Sheamus wins and Cesaro wins. And uh, that will be the final, and then Cesaro will go on to face Big E Langston. Hey, we're very wrong. All night long. This is, this is why I like wrestling, though, because when stuff like this turns and you just go, holy shit, we had such a cool holy shit moment where mm-hmm. Wade Barrett won this match. With such a surprise Wade, bull hammer elbow. Wade Barrett beat Sheamus. Holy shit. Sheamus lost two matches in a row. That's right. Wow. That's a, wow. It's incredible. He, beat, he got beat clean two matches in a row. Wade Barrett obviously getting a push because he has fireworks. Boom! I love Wade Barrett. The more I, it, I've liked him for a really long time. He got derailed a couple of times due to injury, and then they didn't yeah. really have anything with him. Good job taking a gimmick like Bad News Barrett that, hey, when you started, I didn't give a fuck about, and turning that into something that is fun. The boom, the clapping at the end where he's chaining Bad News, hey, even turning the elbow pad inside out, what, does the red part hurt more? Yeah. Okay. Uh, honestly, a pretty good back and forth match from a couple of guys who wrestled each other for a long time in Europe. Yeah, uh, I like. I thought man. there was a cool spot where Sheamus dove from the outside, mm-hmm. like from the turnbuckle to the outside on Wade Barrett. Very cool spot. But the ending came, bullhammer elbow through the ropes, which was man out of nowhere. Yeah, and it looked really good. And then I couldn't believe Wade Barrett won. I mean, it was like shocking yeah shocking 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 that we Wade Barrett could not up. believe it I kept joking the whole match I'm like no bad, bad news Barrett's gonna win and Eric's like you can't have him win it doesn't make any sense but then he did it because well it didn't make any sense because we were so sure Cesaro was gonna be winning the Boy, other were match. we wrong man we were wrong on every count but again I don't mind being wrong in wrestling when it's matches like this mm-hmm. make me wrong I don't care because now I'm ready for whatever you're gonna throw at me next uh after a Bullhammer elbow that shocked the world. Uh, we got another Bo Dallas vignette. I think it was the same as the one last week mm-hmm. where an egg can't fly, but a, wings. A, but a bird can, and you can't spell challenge without change. Something like that. Great I love it. vignette. I, love I still it. really like it. And now I'm excited for Bo Dallas. Uh, he's going to come in, and I don't know if he's going to be – I think he's just going to get booed. I mean, I think people kind of go like, who the fuck is this? And then he'll really be cheesy and over the top, and he'll get booed. Yeah. I think that's what will happen, I would assume. 
Uh, after that, we had uh, the other, uh, the brother of Bo Dallas, uh, Bray Wyatt. He cut a promo with uh, the Wyatt family standing with some fucking cool lighting. Some the, lighting. the lighting coming down underneath those close-up shots yeah. of, of Luke Harper and then the sheet mask on Eric Rowan. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then Bray Wyatt cut such a good promo. He does such a good job of avoiding the what chants from the crowd. Where the, what, what, what? He does such a good job of mixing up his delivery. Yeah. It's faster and it's slower and it's more than just like four words. Yep. And very cool. Man, and the and like the the medium shot of him walking back and forth mm-hmm. and and fucking Eric Rowan and Luke, Luke Harper. Harper like just slightly out of focus in yep. the background. Man, it they're they're painting him so well. Like I I really like how they're treating him right now. It's been interesting. It's been fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like them. So what they are cutting a promo about is that John Cena is going to be part of an app vote. You have to vote for who he's going to face. He's either going to face uh, Luke Harper, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. Or all three members of the Wyatt family. Uh, Bray Wyatt starts singing about he's got the whole world in his hands, which is still weird because he's a heel. Yeah, and the whole crowd sings with him. I'm not really sure. They're they're really kind of painting this gray area between heel and face, especially with this program. Yeah. Um, John Cena's the face, but people boo him like he's the heel, and Bray Wyatt's the heel, but people cheer him like he's a face. And it's just kind of, it's different, and I'm excited because it's different. And, and I will man. be, hey, and I'll be twice as excited if Bray Wyatt wins at Extreme Rules in a steel cage. Me too. I think that'll be very cool. So we have to wait to see who John Cena is going to face tonight. Who could it be? Uh, it's going to be all of them. Don't worry. The King with his awesome shirt. Holy fucking shit. I totally we'll, forgot about we'll his let shirt. let us know. I totally forgot I about that his shirt. shirt. King of Spades. In just a bejeweled giant logo. Yep. From top to bottom of his shirt across his chest. Yep. Holy shit, King. You're like 60 years old. It's crazy. His his dyed black hair and it's all slicked. Your oh, fucking man. forehead looks like burned goddamn paper tots. <laughs> it's all fucked up. Jesus. Cool shirt. Uh, Los Matadores and Torito took on 3MB, uh, which was Hornswoggle, Jinder Mahal, and Drew McIntyre. Uh, Jinder was not hindered. Uh, as he quickly tagged in Hornswoggle, and we got a bit of a return match mm-hmm. uh, from SmackDown of El Torito and Hornswoggle. It wasn't as good. It was mm-hmm. a little quicker. It was but then rushed, yeah. uh, I like this match because it had uh, El Torito kicking everyone in the dick. Again. Uh, he is really kicking everyone in the dick. <laughs> everyone got kicked in the dick. <laughs> everyone got kicked. If you had a dick, you got kicked in it. Well, don't do it. The SmackDown match, again, was better, but this had different spots and was fun. And it ended with uh, El Torito and... Uh, and Hornswoggle being mad at each other and trying to get at each other, but, like, being held back again. I love it. Um, Build I, that program. Yep. Have them have an Extreme Rules match at <laughs> Extreme Rules. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hardcore match between Hornswoggle and El Torito. That's all I want. Yeah, that's, why not? That's fun. That Why not? It's I've been enjoying that program. I don't care about anything else that they're doing with those two groups. Nope. Now I do. Yep. Uh, then we see Triple H and Evolution come out of uh, a limo right after that match. Mm-hmm. Um, looking very dapper. Yeah. Uh, who had a jacket and then tossed it inside the limo? Randy Orton. He's like, I got this jacket. Fuck this jacket. And then he jacket. tossed it inside the limo. And then he looked like the least dressed up person. Yeah. He looked like, he looked like, like a 19 year old kid going on like a job interview. He's yeah. like, I think this is how you're supposed to dress. When Batista, that's like the best he's looked since he came back. Mm-hmm. He just looked like such a dick, but it was perfect. Batista's a grandpa. Yeah. Man, that's, isn't that crazy? Grandpa. No. Grandpa Tista. <laughs> Grandpa Tista. 
so Evolution came out and cut a promo, or at least tried to. Or Triple H. Triple tried H. To. Did someone punch him in the goddamn throat? Was yelling at his daughters too much I, over the weekend? What happened? Maybe there was a sandstorm in Riyadh. I don't Man. know. They were they were in Iraq over yep. um or in Saudi Arabia. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. uh, Arabs. Um, it for the past week or whatever since the last Raw and like. Man, Hunter Horse Helmsley, I guess. I, heard, I saw that on Twitter. I wanted to shout out to the guy who did it. Don't remember your name. Good joke, though. Uh, I think it was Raster Monkey. Um, man, what? why did he talk as much as he did? Uh, we got evolution. going to take all the shield. If he didn't try to shout, he would have been yeah, fine. Yeah, uh, if he spoke in a quieter voice, I think he would have been okay. But it it's his, the way he cuts promo, which is big. Gravelly, yeah, yeah, loud and big. But you still have two other guys in the ring who can cut a decent promo. So Batista and, and Randy Orton took it over, and, mm-hmm. and they had a good promo. I thought it was funny that they cut to a video from Friday that cut to a video from Monday of last week. Eric lost his mind. It, it was like this fucking Inception shit. Like, we were doing videos inside of videos. It's like, hey, you guys remember this thing where we were remembering this thing? Fuck off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, I do love their new Titan Tron. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was really cool. Their Titan Tron looked really, really good. If you didn't pay attention to it, it starts off with like the Batista shot on the on the ropes, and then it cuts to a new one. Mm-hmm. Batista's like ten years it's, later. It's it's all it's all them ten years ago and now ten years ago and now ten years ago and now and it looked years. yeah and it looked really good. Batista made the point of thirty one titles between them. Evolution has no or the Shield has no idea what they're getting into, and then the Shield's music hits. Evolution retreats up the ramp, uh, which and we then, didn't understand. No, it were like well, okay, I guess they're just gonna walk away. Dean Ambrose shouldn't be allowed to talk first yeah. when it's a Shield promo because he just out-talks everybody. I thought his part of the promo was so good. Seth mm-hmm. Rollins was fine, yeah. but it's just Dean Ambrose was so standout in God, that promo. He's so good on the mic. So, so, so good. And then Roman Reigns said, hey, you got two options. We're going to come kick your ass. You can try to fight back or you can run away. Uh, I like that they called uh, them all cream puffs. And that, then Hey, that's like an old wrestling yep, insult. Yep. So they... Uh, Went up to go get him, and then all of the heels came down, and then it was Evolution and all the heels hanging out, and the Shield couldn't go attack him. Yeah. Uh, good build-up for that match. I'm still for taking the U.S. title away from Dean Ambrose. Strip him. Yep. Because he I, didn't even have it. Ah, there you go. There you go. He came down without his title. Yep. Uh, I think after that we got an Adam Rose vignette, who I'm not excited for. Me neither. Um, and then I think we got a Santino and Emma thing backstage. The only reason I bring up the Santino and Emma thing is because Santino was wearing a jacket or a shirt that was SmackDown versus Raw 2011. No, that was on SmackDown. Was it? It okay. was a sleeveless shirt, and it was for the video game SmackDown versus Raw 2011. Like, why does he have that? <laughs> did he did he have that since the game came out? Don't know. Hey, awesome. I saw that, and it was like, okay, cool. That's great. Whatever. Uh, nerd. If you can find a picture of that, please tweet it at us or something. Why would you have that? Why? Is it even in that game? I don't know! <laughs> um, oh, God. After an Adam Rose vignette, we got the Usos against the Rhodes Brothers. The Rhodes Brothers coming down in matching cloaks. Uh, the best part of this match was Rybaxel yes. on uh, on commentary. Specifically, Ryback. Ryback was awesome. He talked about how his dad was the best bartender on the West Coast, and he served Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning some drinks, and then he gave a shout-out to Scott Hall. Hey, hey, yo, ha-ha, with his big, his big open-mouth laugh, ha-ha. He was awesome. He was great. That's, but you know what? There's so much of, of his personality coming through that character now that he's yeah. so much fun to watch. I'm, I'm actually excited for what I assume is going to be uh, Usos versus Ryback right for at, the championship. At, at Extreme Rules. Yeah. I, I believe they, they announced it during that match. Cool. Um, so during the match, we got the uh, the Usos and the Rhodes. Kind of, the Rhodes, like, not really on the same page. It got beat pretty 
easily. Uh, Cody Rhodes was, like, frustrated, and Goldust tried to, like, help him up and everything. Mm-hmm. He kind of just, like, like shrugged him off, pushed him away, whatever, and mm-hmm. then, like, walked off. Yeah. And then on his Twitter, because yeah. I follow him on Twitter because I really like Cody Rhodes. He's cool. Um, I like Cody Rhodes. He just wrote Psy. Aww. That was it. And I just went, oh, I think I turned him heel. That's cool. I like Cody Rhodes in a singles program, but this is what we were going to talk about. Uh, and this is actually a question that somebody sent in. I think it was Eddie, Eddie Rock. He was saying, we can get to this right now because we're already kind of talking about it. He said, what do you guys think of the tag division right now? Uh, personally, I think it's crap. <laughs> they keep breaking up teams like prime primetime players and real Americans. And the only serious tag teams are the Usos. You have 3MB and Los Matadores. They're a joke. The Wyatts and the Shield are away from the tag division. You have Rybaxel. Cody and Goldust, and that's kind of it. And he's right. Mm-hmm. Why did you break up the primetime players? Why did you break up the Real Americans? You had kind of a structured, like, a good-looking tag team yeah. division, and then all of a sudden, it's all gone. Yeah, I It's all gone! I don't know. Maybe they're going to bring up new guys. or teams. Who? I Who don't are know. they going to bring up? I don't know. Who this, because we, we just talked about how thin the ranks are in NXT. Mm-hmm. And it's really a bummer, because I think guys are so quick to go back to single... Oh, I want to be a single star. I want to be a single star. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to get over as a single star. Look at Titus O'Neil. He's just kind of floundering like on main event and superstars. Right. Hey, there was so much left in the tank with him and Darren Man, Young. what a bummer they broke that team up. Yep, but Darren Young's out with injury, so maybe they had to. Maybe they knew he was getting surgery or something. Yeah, um, who knows? But damn, man, they break up these tag teams, and now it's just kind of like it's thin ranks. Yeah, put I don't know, maybe put some people together. I guess you can do R-Truth and... Yeah. It, it, R-Truth and Xavier Woods can be a tag team. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. Put Damian Sandow on a tag team because he's not doing anything. I feel so bad for Please that guy reunite. every week. Team Road Scholar. Oh! Please reunite, Team Road Scholars. Uh, the the saddest. Okay, the best thing is that. Okay, fine. Cody Rhodes might be getting a bigger push. Yep, that's that's great. But that made me realize they're not keeping around Goldust. No, no, I, I think his his contract might be expiring. But you know what, Goldust, you had a cool run. You were great. I know you still got a little bit left in the tank, but that just means you might come back next Royal Rumble or something. Yeah, I had a good time watching him for the few months he was here. They had some really cool matches, and they won and, the championship. Yep, like they, they showed that they could do something. I think Cody has just been in a tag division for a really long time, in and out, in and out, in and out, and I think he's going to get kind of a singles push uh, yeah. at the expense of his brother, uh, which is kind of a bummer, but, but they will never reunite Team Road Scholars, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that tag team. They're yeah. just they're just best friends. You know what's weird? I was watching WrestleMania 11 last night. Mm-hmm. Bob Backlund used to have the exact same like behind-the-scenes ring attire, or at least in WrestleMania 11 when he was playing, I think, Jonathan Taylor Thomas in chess or something. I don't know. <laughs> It looked like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Uh, he was wearing the same blue robe with the towel underneath. Mm-hmm. He looked just like Damian Sandow. I'm I'm reading a book called Squared Circle by The Masked Man, a uh, guy who writes for, I think, Grantland. Um, and he talked about, in the beginning of this book, he talks about early years of wrestling. Mm-hmm. And that name, Sandow, is from, from a guy named Lee, I think Lee Sandow, who's like one of the, like, forefathers of professional wrestling being a sports entertainment type thing. Huh. So that's where that name comes from. Cool. Yeah. So I, I mean, that's a little bit of history that I didn't know. Uh, very cool book that I'm reading and, uh, has some cool little trivia pieces like that. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, the tag, the tag division, not what it could be, especially after what it was just a couple of months ago. Yeah. Uh, broke up a lot of teams looking for a lot of single stars huh, guys with what? Yeah. In the uh, U S championship. There you go. Uh, <laughs> So after uh, Cody was sad and pushed his brother, we got a uh, we got a divas match of Layla and Emma. It was uh, Emma winning with a pink cobra. She had a pink cobra and then cobra Layla. No thanks. Yeah, 
uh, Emma, I like all the stuff you do. You don't need a cobra. Because uh, then all the cobras kept getting tangled, and it was like, ha ha. Yeah. Ha-ha, no, remember what I said ha-ha. like two months ago, and everybody was like, oh no, it's just like to get her in. Yep. Nope. No, she's with Santino, yep. and that would, if she, she's, unless she does something else from here, we're going to see her back in NXT real soon. Yeah. Uh, she, I mean, she's still down in NXT here and there. You know what I mean? Like, she still shows yeah. up. She has a match this coming week. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I think she'll be around for a while. I hope so, because I like her in ring. I like her on, on the mic. I think she's great when she comes in. Her entrance is fun. The crowd loves it. Yeah. So why are you? Why do you have her with Santino? Pink Cobra! Stupid. Pink Cobra! Stupid. Pink Cobra! The only way you can do it good is if Pink Cobra falls in love with Santino's Cobra, but she doesn't like yeah. Santino. That's That works. Look, you wrote another layer to that story. How about it? Uh, after the, uh, the barn burner that was Layla versus Emma... We had a John Cena promo backstage with Renee Young. Kudos to Renee Young for wearing her hair down. She looks uh, she looks very nice. Mm-hmm. Takes courage to wear your hair down, Renee Young. Yep. And you look good while doing it. Uh, John Cena looked very distraught, and he said, you think I don't know what's going on out here? These people chanting, Cena sucks. I'm John Cena, and I, I know what these people, I know these people don't like me all the way, and I'll fight whoever they want me to fight, which is going to be all three Wyatts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was the extent of his promo. Paul Heyman cuts out or comes out and cuts a promo with Cesaro. Uh, Good job on the switcher. Yeah. Whoops. Went to commercial. Uh, so if I think if you had the app, you could just hear Paul Heyman saying that his client Brock Lesnar conquered the streak over and over again. Cesaro got new music. It's awful. It's the worst music. Like what a jobber music. It it just it sounds like something from WWE 2K14. You know what it is? I I was watching old school Raw. That siren is the. Oh, yeah. Theme song from, oh, it's, from it's the, the original big... Raw. <laughs> yep. They they gave him the original Raw theme song. It, it's just, it's weird when what? he, he had such a cool song before, and I get that they want to, like, move him away from that, give him new stuff. This was not, not what a they way did. to do Hey, it. and we said this when we were watching it. In four weeks, we're going to go, ha, remember that fucking song that he had four weeks ago? Or it was like the siren at the beginning? The shit was that. Um... Hey, why don't let's just mash up a couple of songs and then give it to Cesaro because we're already mashing up tag team songs. Ryback and uh, and Curtis Axel have the weirdest mashup music. I love it, and it's great. I love it. We watched a stream of Raw uh, <laughs> because we didn't we wanted to watch it early. We wanted to watch it not on the West Coast time. And the stream that we were watching, this guy just played the song on commercials and kept making he trumpet. He had like a picture of a trumpet that he kept making like grow and shrink with the music hey it was fucking bizarre but it was more entertaining than most of the stuff on raw and throughout the night he had a little bo dallas in the bottom left corner and a little alberto del rio in the bottom right pretty cool uh so after Heyman cuts a promo we had uh cesaro versus rvd sloppy match that looked like they were kind of like not on they were not on the same page um swagger came down and he interfered the match uh with the back when the rest back was turned he attacked cesaro cesaro got counted out Brian, I pose a question to you. Is Cesaro heel or face? Go. Who knows? This is No one knows! This, this is what we were talking about earlier in the podcast. W- what are they doing with Cesaro? Is he a face or a heel? You have the hottest heat on him right now. And then you got you put him in a program which you thought, okay, he's going to win the IC belt. Okay, no, he's not. Now he's going to face Jack Swagger at Extreme Rules. No, he's going to face Jack Swagger on SmackDown this week. So, well, Jack Swagger's a heel, so he's got a... No. Let's let's go on a timeline. As a real American, a heel, mm-hmm. even though he's getting some face chance. Turn wins the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Huge face pop. Face. 
the next night comes out, dumps the real Americans face, brings out Paul Heyman. Uh, got a face pop because everyone wanted to see it. Yeah. But Paul Heyman's a heel. Right. Paul Heyman's now cutting huge heel promos and then bringing Cesaro out to transfer the heat onto him. So he's a heel. But then he's doing all the moves that make the crowd go, wow. So he's a face. It's so confusing. But he's fighting all the good guys. So he's a heel. But he's fighting Jack Swagger. So he's a face. What? I can't think of a better way to stop a guy's momentum. I mean, that's all it looks like. Yep, there you I go. I mean, did they have a bigger aspiration for him? And if they did, what was it? Because they go. couldn't have. Uh, it's it's this, really bizarre. With this type of build, it just makes no sense. I tried to rationalize it last night, mm-hmm. and, and it just made no sense to me. Nope. Oh, fuck. I hope something is there that I don't see. That's what I was saying earlier in the night. I hope there's something that we just don't see. Nope. Uh, so after uh, the RVD-Cesaro match, we got an RVD-Cesaro and Heyman promo backstage where RVD just told Cesaro not to trust Heyman. Good little promo. It was fine. It ended weird because it was quiet and RVD pointed to himself and then walked away, uh, which was, I guess, a response to something. Who knows? Uh, know. We got a return match from SmackDown. Uh, Page against Oksana. Uh, Page one with the modified Scorpion Crosslock. Again, how the fuck is it modified? Mm-hmm. Go home show at Mega64.com. Please let us know. Her luck runs out. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> don't let don't let Oksana on the mic. Please let Oksana on the mic. It made me, it made me like hide under pillows when she Eric, talks. who's worse, her or Psycho Sid? Ugh. <laughs> I want to talk about it. Psycho Sid. Ah! It's his first language. Oh, God. Yeah, it's got to be Oksana's third. Uh, <laughs> after that, we had Rusev against uh, Sin Cara. Rusev had most of the offense. Sin Cara had a little bit, so we got a little bit more wrestling out of uh, Which was good. Rusev. It looked okay, but it was more of the same. Uh, I'm not really sure where this character is going. Yeah. We'll see. We'll wait and see. Lana's and, good. Yeah, I love Lana. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then uh, right into the main event of Cena versus... <gasps> All the Wyatts. Uh, Cena got the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, he did. Uh, good for him to get the shit kicked out of him for 15 minutes. Jesus Christ. Uh, but then he did three moves in one. Well, he, it was a no contest. Yeah. Um, but I thought the end was really cool where Bray Wyatt put John Cena's head in his lap and sang the whole world in his hands. But then you're singing a song for the crowd to sing with you so you're a face, but you're fighting the biggest face so you're a heel. He's just different, and that's why the crowd loves him. There you go. We'll go with that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I can't believe I've almost been doing this for an hour. Yeah. This is how wrestling was crazy this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get to just a couple of questions mm-hmm. and then we, Brian, we have to wrap it up. I know. Brian, I know you want to keep going all night long, all night, mm-hmm. all night. That's what I'm used to. That song stuck in my head when I was flying in a plane the other day. What? All night long by Lionel Richie. Oh. Uh, so this question is from Ryan. What do you think of having Reigns turn on the shield and joining evolution down the road? I think it's pretty set in stone that Reigns is going to be a big star. Uh, but Ambrose and Rollins are both still up in the air. I think turning Reigns not only solidifies that he's going to be a star, but also helps Ambrose and Rollins over his massive sympathetic faces. Also leaves them open to an eventual eight-man tag in the future. Uh, you can debut someone new from NXT to be a new part of the Shield, uh, which I've heard before, but I'm not really uh, fond of that idea. Mm-mm. I think that I actually got vibes of that on Monday, when Reigns just cut that really simple promo of, like, we're going to come up there and we're going to kick your ass. Yeah. I got vibes of, like, ooh, I could see him, like, turning heel. Mm-hmm. I could really see that I happening. could see that, but I don't think you need to do it. I don't think you need to turn him heel to get him over. Yeah. He, he's going to get such a big face pop, and honestly, he's the reason that they're faces. Yeah. So. Exactly. I mean, I everyone loves a Superman punch. Everyone loves a shotgun drop kick. Mm. He's, like, pretty agile in the ring. He moves around really well. You do that, and I feel like 
all all that's really going to happen is it's going to squash Ambrose and uh, Rollins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I could see some kind of turn around Survivor Series, which leads to like a Survivor Series match or something. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that's so far down the road. Uh, Let's let the Shield be faces for more than a month. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Seriously. uh, Because they're really cool right now. They're still a, a lot of fun to watch. Again, kudos to WWE for not turning them or anything for let for knowing that they had more gas in the tank with those guys. Yeah. Uh, we'll take one more question. Uh, maybe two. Spurg Burglar, <laughs> thank you, Spurg Burglar on Tumblr says, which heel in the WWE today uh, do you two personally think sells it the best? I feel like it's go. I feel like it's kind of tough to decide when deciding with storylines. What? But for me, Ryback's big guy Titantron wrenches my gut and gets my shit boiling. Who do you think is kind of like the heel? And it's funny to say CJ Parker, but like for me, he's about the only guy doing actual heel shit. I mean, aside from that, I guess Paul Heyman and uh, Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie McMahon, I think, yeah, but like, okay, let's stick with like wrestlers. Actual wrestlers? Yeah. Uh, I think Ryback is a good heel. He's a good heel. Because the crowd hates him. Yeah, I guess so, but I mean. And he yells at the crowd and stuff, hey. Alicia Fox, Alicia Oxana. Fox and Oxana. They were like really good heels like the last couple weeks. Hey, really surprising that yeah. they really dug it out as much as they did. Um, it's tough because heels now aren't really heels. heels, so it's kind of funny. I think uh, JR said it best. Everybody's just trying to be a cool guy. Yeah, everyone wants to be a cool guy and not the bad guy. Yeah. Um, you gotta be the bad guy. Yeah. Okay, last question, last question. From Downs Chicken. Jesus Christ, you guys. These, God, these names. <laughs> All right, Downs Chicken says... When you tell people you watch wrestling and they say, why do you watch it? It's fake. How do you guys reply to that? Very simply. Yeah. When I was a kid, I didn't know how to reply to it. But now I just tell people, well, I mean, it's no different than theater. Yep. It's absolutely no different than theater or ballet or any, it's, it's, anything else that's choreographed on stage. It's my favorite TV show. Yep. It's improv episodes of television where they know who the winner is going to be. You don't. Mm-hmm. But how they get there is up to them. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's watching more TV that there's no season break, Mm-mm. that you don't have to wait for anything to come back. Everything's constant. Everything's moving. It's just a fun television show that is very cool performance art. Yeah. There you go. I love it. Hey, tell tell people that. And then people can go, it's, yeah, but you know it's fake. Of course we fucking know it's fake. Yeah, I knew Lost was fake. Every- <laughs> did I think the fucking island was real? Yes, I did. <laughs> no, I didn't. The island lives. Yeah. Uh, everyone knows that it's fake, and it's nice to have a little nudge, nudge, and a wink, wink when you understand that it's fake. Yeah. And I don't even like using the word fake. I'm just using it because it's the most base term to get this point across the quickest. Mm-hmm. Because it is... It, it's sports entertainment. It tells you what the fuck it is. In, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> in the book that I'm reading in the Squared Circle, it talks. It has interviews from like the 1930s where people knew that wrestling wasn't real. And in an interview, a guy says, if this is staged, this is the most... This is the most in, like entertaining stage play that I've seen. Being mad at these men for not really fighting is is tantamount to being mad at a Barrymore when he steps down from the stage and he's not really Hamlet. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fucking perfect. What a great way to put it. There you go. I'm not mad at George Clooney when he's not the guy from Monuments Men. I am. Oh, fuck. But that's because I love George Clooney. Brian, we did it. We made it through another episode. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, in the description, we're going to say what we talk about, and George Clooney's going to be one thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shouts out to George. Uh, guys, you want to get a hold of us? We are very good hold- holdable. Uh, Thegohomeshow.tumblr.com. Email us, gohomeshow at mega64.com. Check us out on Twitter, at gohomeshow, facebook.com slash thegohomeshow. Um, 
Check us out on YouTube.com slash Eric Bedour. Always if, there. Uh, you want to listen to all these episodes, we put them in a playlist, and then you can uh, hit them all. And then we have like little discussions going on in the comments and everything. Uh, go to iTunes, leave a rating, uh, download it there if you'd like. But we're trying to make this as accessible to you guys. You have comments, you have suggestions, you have anything you want to tell us about what the fuck is a modified Scorpion Crosslock? For fuck's sake. Please, go home shop mega64.com. But guys, that'll do it for episode 10 of the Go Home Show. Brian, how do you think this one went? I think it went exceptionally I well. think I think one nerd guy says that it is garbage. And, oh, that's right. Uh, and, listen to uh, CZW podcast. <laughs> Brian, will you say goodnight to all the people? All right, guys. Have a good night.